Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome to Teamless Tuesday. I've got another guest with me today. Johnny, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No worries, mate. So today we'll go through the line the lineups for all the teams. Uh, go through the ins and the outs, and we'll have add a bit of super coach uh, flavor onto it. Uh, look through our top waiver options, as well as some potential captains and vice captains for the games. So we'll start off on the first game of the week. It's the Parramatta Eels hosting the Melbourne Storm. Changes for the Parramatta Eels. Uh, Neil Corey comes in on the bench, and we've also got for the Melbourne Storm. They're actually unchanged, one to seventeen. So not not too many changes for these teams. Pretty stock standard. What are you seeing in this game, Johnny? Yeah, not surprising. I mean, look, Melbourne came out swinging uh, last round. Everyone thinks you know they've got to have it down here, but that never really happens, does it? No, and I think it was a real litmus test. I was talking about with Chris the other day. That first set, just you can just tell Melbourne's got got the eye. You know, a lot of people writing off saying the Cameron Smith error is over, which means Melbourne is uh, Melbourne's error is over. Uh, you can definitely tell Craig Bellamy, potentially his last season has really fired him up. But I think the real interesting thing for this game is going to be Parramatta, obviously, a real up-and-down game with the Broncos last week. This is the true litmus test for Parra. If they can come out and match it with the Melbourne Storms forwards, obviously they're at home at Bankwest, their fortress. Uh, so it'll be very interesting. What, what are you looking for for Parramatta this week to see if they are a true contender this season? Look, last... Last game, I mean, I think, you know, you and Chris talked about it. Um, they they looked a bit patchy in that first half. You know, Sean Lane on that edge. I mean, it they, they weren't really giving much you know, attack there. So I'm interested to see what, um, you know, we've discussed it before, but I got my eyes on Papali'i. He looked awesome coming off the bench. Um, yeah, I'll definitely have him as a waiver target this week. Yeah, I think that's a good place to jump into the waiver. So from a Parramatta perspective, He's the only real waiver. I think everyone else in the starting 13 would be picked up already. So I think Papali mm-hmm. would be a very high-end waiver for a lot of people this week. He's got the dual position. Yep. So it is a nice little play on your bench to have a bit of coverage. Uh, for the Melbourne Storm, obviously, most of their players are already picked up. But I did like Kamakamika last week. Uh, did add a little bit of punch. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, if Bromwich or Welch needed a, a rest throughout the season, they can easily bring on Tui. Uh, to really get a run in. Is there anyone else from the, the Melbourne side? Any, like, George Jennings interest from you? Uh, George Jennings, I I thought he was actually going to get... I think, not not really. I think he would be the first uh, knocked out. I believe what some... He's, someone is out from the back line. I can't... Yeah, Brinko Lee's out for Brinko, yeah, that's week, like, so Yeah. It'd probably yeah, be, be a one-week play. Yeah, once Branko's back, um, yeah, I'm not interested in holding him for one week. No. no worries. All right, we'll jump on to the next game. It's the New Zealand Warriors hosting the Newcastle Knights. Mm, the, changes, the changes for the Warriors. We've got, obviously, Ewan Aiken out with his ankle injury. So Adam Pompey comes into the starting lineup. Uh, it's the only change for the Warriors. And for the Newcastle Knights, Bradman Best and McCurman have been named. Uh, following their injury risk last week. They're, they're, so they're also unchanged from last week. How, how do you see this game going? Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to this game. I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to the battle of the Ford packs in particular. You know, you got the Warriors boys and the Knights. Um, you guys saw what, you know, DSAF did last week. Mm. He just tore in and Tyson looked 
it looked like a, a new man in you know the um, the blue and red. So I'm um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this clash. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because you know two of the bigger forward packs in the comp, uh, obviously. Adam Fanua Blake, and you've got Armour, Afoa, Tanua Brown versus Clemmer and Saifidi. Uh, really like it. And then even on the edges, like you said, Frazell, Barnett last week had a stormer. But then on the other side, Katoa and Sirinan, very, very uh, nice players on the edge. A bit very crafty with the way they'd play. So it's going to be an interesting forward battle. How do you see the back line? Obviously, you could know Kalen Ponga still for Newcastle. No Edric Lee. Uh, and on the other side, you and Aiken are star signing out. So it is, there is some, um, it's a depleted lineup for each size. It's going to be interesting to see how the halves can handle it. Mm. Yeah, I thought, um, you know, Mitchell Pierce came in last week and he, you know, with all the off field drama, I think a lot of people were running him off. But yeah, what he, he just, you know, really took control last week. Um, with the other half, you know, Kurt Mann, I, it's really surprising to see him named, actually, you know, or, or from all the reports, you know, Connor Watson was, or even, you know, uh, Phoenix Croston was going to jump in at 5'8". Um, yeah, I'm not, not sure about Kurt Mann's fitness. Uh, he looked he looked quite crook when he went off. Yeah, reports uh, was an MCL injury three to six weeks yeah, initially. exactly. Um, but obviously, the, uh, Adam O'Brien has seen that, you know, he's... He's ready to go. So it'll be interesting to see, obviously. Uh, looking at the extended bench, Phoenix Crossland is named in the 18 jersey. Uh, mm-hmm. So it may just be they're giving him until the last second and then Phoenix will come in. The other interesting one, not sure if you know much about him, Dominic Young for the Knights. He's the young English outside back. A lot of, lot of good raps on him. Uh, played in the trial game. So will be interesting if a Heimel Hunt or a Twala gets injured at some stage. It looks like he's on the extended reserve. So Dominic Young uh, may get a run. So... In a deep league, might be a good stash on the bench just to hold. Um, looking at the waivers for this uh, game, the Warriors, any, any interest in any of the waivers there? Um, no, to be honest, I, with the Warriors forward pack, I feel like there's too many mouths to feed there. I mean, you can't be guaranteed of anyone's minutes there. Um, in terms of the Knights, you know, if I, were, if I were to need an outside back, I'd look at probably, um, you know, Stafford Toa or, you know, even Highmore Hunt with um, PSE there. Yeah, I think from the Warriors side, the only one I would mention is Leeson Armour. Obviously, he did score the try last week, but you know he's always a guy who can do a point a minute. So if he's getting about the 40-45 uh, for your second uh, second uh, front rower, you know it, it can work. And like you said, I think from the Newcastle side, everyone in the forward pack will be taken. Uh, but the two wingers, uh, Toa and Hunt, very good plays, especially when Kalen does come back. So uh, in a deep league, if you're looking for a fourth center wing, I think you can pick up one of those guys and be pretty comfortable with it. We'll move on to the next game, the late Friday game. It's the Gold Coast Titans hosting the Brisbane Broncos. Changes for the Titans. Phil Sammy comes in for Brian Kelly, who broke his hand and will be out for three weeks. Uh, it's the only change for them. And then for the Broncos, uh, Xavier Coates has been named after that scary injury on the weekend. Uh, Matt Modge, nasty, didn't it? It was bad. Like when, he, as soon as he landed, you know, and sliding about five meters on on his neck. But you know, yeah. thankfully he's pulled up well. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lodge is out with his hamstring injury, so Tom Flegler comes into the starting side, and Reese Kennedy comes on the bench. How do you see this one going, Thomas? Oh, geez, these two. Um, you've got the best team in Queensland versus the supposedly worst team in Queensland. <laughs> there. Um, with these two, I, I'm looking forward, you know, if it's a dry track, I'm looking forward to a high-scoring game. I mean, for just thinking of my super super coach points there. Yep. 
No, it's definitely going to be, I think, it's going to be one of the more entertaining games of the weekend. Both teams not really touted for their defense. So, you know, you guys like Brimson, Coates, uh, Taylor, Milford, you know, a couple of outside backs with a bit of flair should offer something here. Um, And again, yeah, you know, Titans, after that disappointing round one loss, you know, they were the highly touted team coming into the end of the season, obviously did lay a bit of an egg. Uh, And then the Broncos under Kevy's first game, you know, they did lose the game, but they played very well at the start. So, you know, n- both of these teams don't want to go 0-2. So it's going to be very interesting to see the desperation. You know, it's a round two game, but, you know, realistically, there's a lot to play for for these two. Yeah. Uh, for the Titans, any, any waivers that you see there? Um, I think Philip Sammy, you could probably do worse if you, if you need a centre wing option there. In terms of the Broncos, um, look, I know Jake Turpin isn't, on our waivers list, we're in a 12-man league. But, you know, if I, if I wanted a hooker and, you know, in, if you're in, like, a, a smaller league, um, I'd definitely be looking to pick him up. He's got 80 minutes. You know, that's probably, like, 50 in tackles alone. Yeah. No, this game is really interesting. I think in, in, a, in a lot of leagues, there will be some guys here that will be on the waivers. And, you know, even a one-week play just, you know, for the high-scoring game. So, mm-hmm. for me, like you said, Sammy, uh, Corey Thompson, if he's on the waivers for someone, I would be picking him up this week. Mitch Rain, even though Aaron Clark is on the bench, I still think Mitch Rain out of dummy half in this game could be pretty deadly. Uh, and Tyron Peachy, you know, if he's on if he's on someone's waiver, he's second row center wing. He came in last week, played in the middle, 49 minutes, and got a 50. So, you know, that's pretty good there. And on the Broncos side, Herbie Farnworth, I think he's going to be a really good one there. I think he, him and David Mead would be the two outside backs of the Broncos I'd be looking at this week. Uh, and Brody Croft, even, you know, I'm not the biggest Brody Croft fan. Everyone knows that, but you know, as a dual position and versing the Titans on a dry track. Um, that could be very nice. Turpin, like you said. And the last one I will mention is uh, Thomas Flegler. So obviously, uh, we still got Payne Haas two weeks away. No Matt Lodge. So they're pretty short in the forwards. So I do I do suspect that Flegler gets at least 55 minutes. And, you know, that could be a pretty interesting shout even for two weeks there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Milford? I mean... I was watching the game last week. Do you think it's, you know, we're, we're getting a new Milford under, under Kevy here? I think Milford, you know, he's always obviously had the talent. That's never been a question, but contract year, new coach. There's a lot to play for for Anthony Milford. You know, he, he's the highest, uh, sorry, he's the most expensive signing in Broncos history. A million and, a year or something. And yeah, and hasn't really lived up to the contract yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's been flashes, you know. A lot of people like go back to 2015, but since then he's had some good some good games and good you know parts of the season. So, look again, I was a para fan watching that game, and every time Milford touched the ball, I wasn't happy because he was just making yeah. stuff happen. So, you know, hopefully we'll see what they do in this game. Like I said, I think this is going to be a really interesting game. If you ask me which game I'm most looking forward to this weekend, I think this will be the one because I think there's a lot of storylines and a lot of players with stuff to prove in this game. Great. We'll move on to the first Saturday game. It's the Canary Bankstown Bulldogs hosting the Penrith Panthers. For the Bulldogs, uh, going through the lineup, Raymond Faitula Mariner comes into the starting side for Corey Waddell. Jerry Marshall King comes returns uh, from injury off the on the bench with Bradley Deeds dropping out. And for the Penrith Panthers, they are unchanged one to seventeen. How do you see this game going? Um, this game, look, I've got both Luai and Cleary on my team so I'm hoping for another Panthers whitewash here and I think we might might just get that I mean Bulldogs they looked you know improved from last year but I mean is that really saying much yeah look you know it was again another tailor two halves you know that first half 
they did hang in there with the Knights, but obviously very poor weather. So it did bring the quality of the game down. Uh, look, in Sydney, we are going to have some bad weather all week. But, you know, if this is a semi-dry track, you'd expect this Panthers side to do a bit of a number on this Bulldog side, you know. And like you said, they are improved. But, you know, there's still the difference between being slightly improved from 15th versus versus the team that came first last year. So uh, to me, I think this is all about, from, from a Bulldogs perspective, it's just bit, let's keep it respectable. I think it's got, I think that's that's a if I was a Bulldogs fan, I'd be hoping for that. Like, you know, there were some signs last week. Jake Aver, Jake Avarillo in the six, I thought was really good. I'm really liking that Trent Barrett didn't go for the safe Falkland Lewis or Brandon Waken option. I think uh even though Matt Burns is gonna be in this in the team next year, I think you just gotta see what you have in Avarillo. I've always been a fan. And then, you know, Jerry Marshall King, who I had, you know, had a couple of times last year in the fantasy side. So I, you know, watched a little bit carefully and He's just a crafty guy out of dummy half, so Gatol will start, but Jerry Marshall King will take back that number nine jersey. The one I do want to watch out for, you know, from our NRL perspective and Supercoach perspective for the Bulldogs is uh, Fatala Mariner. So obviously came off the bench yes. last week. He was a little bit undercooked. Um, looked a bit smaller to me. I, I don't know whether that was just because I haven't seen him. I think it's so the hair long. weight. I think he lost about five kilos from the hairline. <laughs> Like, you know, I saw him on the field and, you know, obviously it was in limited minutes. So I'm really interested now. He's going to get the starting slot lineup. He will be running off the Jake Avrilo edge, which I do like. I do like him running off Jake there. So it'll be an interesting one. And for the Panthers, you know, 1-17, to 17, I think the only storyline to watch there, especially from a super coach perspective, is Apicorosau's minutes. They did rest him pretty early last week, uh, whether that was just because the game was in the uh, in the bag pretty early on and they just wanted to rest him. Uh, but how about waivers for the Bulldogs? Any any Bulldog waivers you're interested in this week? Oh, in terms of waivers, um, look, I don't think there's much um, much of Bulldogs on the waivers list in our league. I mean, Jerry Marshall King, he's back. He might be a potential target. If I wanted a trade target, you know, um, I might hit up the guy who had Raymond Fatala mm-hmm. Mariner last week. You know, if he only got 17, but you know, he's such a damaging ball runner. He's like one of the key attacking weapons here. So if he gets his, um, if he gets, you know, back in the groove of things, I'm sure he, he can be a strong, um, you know, solid 60 a week. Yeah. I think, I think from a Bulldog side, there's no, no waivers, but like you said, definitely some guys I would be talking to for a trade. Uh, mm. The Faye Tyler Mariner owner, even the Wuhapawadi owner. I uh, got a 30 Safe last week. Houses. Yep. And Jake Avrilo. Again, I just I think if you have those three, you know, probably weren't happy with their output in round one. And obviously that's not even mentioning Corey Allen, who I think got a 16 in his first game with the Bulldogs. So there's a couple of couple of Bulldogs there that uh, I'd be interested in just trying to see if you can buy low. Uh, for the Panthers side, obviously there's not many that would be on a waiver, you know, pretty much the one to the one to thirteen is all taken. But I will mention uh, Spencer Lanou and Matt Eisenhuth. Uh, they they are both on our waivers. Uh, Lanou just front row forward. Matt Eisenhuth, the jewel, front row, second row. Uh, again, a lo- lot of mouths to feed, but I definitely see them, you know, a Fisher-Harris getting a rest, a Kikau getting a rest at some stages. You'll get some big minutes out of those guys. So they're probably the two for me. Is there anyone else that you, you know, would potentially want to trade for or, or waiver? Uh, look, I mean, Charlie Staines. I know you have Charlie Staines. Uh, he... That guy has absolutely no, you know, base at all. But, you know, in a game like this, I would definitely, um, you know, have my eyes on him. Yeah, he's he's turned into the uh, to the younger Addo car where there's going to be no base. So you have to cop the 20. 
but yeah, yeah. you'll you'll also happily take the one thirty after three tries. So <laughs> I think yeah, th- this is the game from a super coach perspective. Just load up your Panthers. If you've got Panthers, yeah. load them up. I think talking about our first captain option, really, you know, you've got Cleary and Luai. I don't think you can go wrong. Obviously, Cleary with the goal kicking. Uh, even to me, the Dylan Edwards owner. So David yes. in our league, I think, you know, that's going to be a really nice one this week. And even Appy, you know, to me, I don't think they'll rest him two weeks in a row. I think the Appy owner can pre- feel pretty confident with it with the captaincy this week. Yeah, yeah. I really like Dylan Edwards. Um, yeah, I would definitely be happy uh, having a Dylan Edwards in my team. I feel like he's very underrated in terms of super coach fullbacks. Yeah, and you know, in our draft, I think he was about the, set, the no, he was actually pretty early. But in most in most leagues, he's you know the the six, seven, eight, nine fullback off the board. Mm-hmm. But you know, if he stays on the field, which has always been his concern, you know, staying on the pitch. Yeah. But when he's on the pitch, you know, especially when that Panther side's clicking, you know, there's not many better. All right, we'll move on to the second game on Saturday. It's the Manly Seagulls hosting the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So for the Manly Seagulls, looking through the changes here, Andrew Davy moves into the starting side for Jack Pajeski. And we've also got Cade Cuss coming onto the bench for Morgan Boyle dropping out. For the South Sydney Rabbitohs, a couple of interesting changes. So uh, Wayne Bennett's wielded the axe. Josh Mansell and Jacob Host have gone to the reserves. In their place, Jackson Paula returns to the wing. You've got Keon Kulamatangi moving into the second row. And Patrick Mogo Amago is the uh, the man on the bench. How do you see this game going, Johnny? Um, look, uh, Seagulls last week, you know, they've got dusted up by the Roosters and you got a Rabdos team who, you know, was biggest hype coming into last week. I feel like the Rabdos will come out swinging here. Yeah, I think this, you know, obviously Manly got towered up by the Roosters last week by 40. You can see something pretty similar happening here. I think, you know, Wayne Bennett and Wayne Bennett teams traditionally after a loss do come out firing and, you know, they didn't, they did get trotted on in the first half, but obviously came back in the second half. Uh, but I think he's going to get them right up for this. You know, talking straight away, super coach to me, the Latrell owner and the Cody Walker owner are just going to be having a field day. So you're just chucking that C on and you're just waiting. So uh, quickly talking through the manly side first, from a waiver perspective, is anyone there you've got your eye on? Uh, in terms of manly, to be honest, not not really. I'm not sure what's doing there with. Um... You know, the Kieran Foran. So I know he's back. Um, he's not on waivers on our league, I believe. But, you know, he, he could be a potential target there. Yeah, I think Kieran Foran, if he's in someone's league with the dual hooker, I think he will be picked mm. up pretty early uh, just because obviously hooker's so limited this year. The, 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 the back the back line, I think, would be available in a lot of leagues, but I'm not touching it. The Saab, Parker, right. Sully, Garrick uh, combinations, not really a fan of that. I would be interested in Cade Cust if he does get the nine jersey. So obviously looking at reserve grade last week, saw the highlights he did carve up. So I'm hoping for myself that he just, you know, this is the game to bring him back into the speed of first grade. And then we see him moving to the nine Croker out of the 17 altogether. Um, and the only other one to mention, I guess, Andrew Davey coming into the starting side. Uh, so any Jack Ojeski owners, there'll be an easy switch out. Now moving over to the Panther, uh, sorry, to the Rabbit side. Uh, again, there's, most of these guys would be picked up, but there are a couple of interesting ones. The new boys, Jackson Polo, will definitely be wavered this week. Keon Kulamatangi will also definitely be wavered this week. The one I will mention now, it's a trap. I'm admitting it's a trap right now, but 
I think it's time for someone to start to stash a Benji Marshall on the bench. <laughs> the, way, Benji, yeah. the way he came onto the field last week, he was playing that roaming 13, offered good shape. There's going to be a couple of try assists there. And you're just waiting for that one game where Walker or Reynolds is rested. And then you've got the Rabbits half moving into the side. I think, especially in a 12-man league like we're in, I think it's going to be very soon, maybe me, but it's going to be someone who's going to pull the trigger soon and just stash Benji because we've seen it, you know. I, I didn't believe it. I thought he was done. You know, when they, they played him at 14 last week on the team list, I said, okay, this is a cute story. He's going to be there is injury cover. Wayne likes to leave traditionally a player on the bench. He doesn't mind playing everyone. But, you know, when they got down, he came out and he offered shape. He he was the, he was the guy at first receiver. He was offering really good shape. So, you know, yep, that's a, that's a swinging ball out to Latrell at the back or a swinging ball to Cody Walker running through. It could be hitting Kulamatangi short. So there's, there, there's I think there's a chance, you know, you're not going to start him while he's on the bench. But again, it's a nice hold. And then, you know, if someone goes down, all of a sudden you've now got a playmaker in the second best attacking team in the comp. What's your thoughts there? Yeah, look, I, I agree with that. Uh, I know in our league, I'm I'm looking for some depth in the halves position and it's very, very shallow there. So, yeah, ha- having a Benji up your sleeve, um, I agree. He did look very sharp when he came on the field. He did offer, you know, the extra uh, ball-playing ball ability. So, yeah, look, if if you need, you know, some, some cover, I think, uh, yeah, Benji could be a good option. Yeah, I think... In deeper leagues, I think yeah, two two we'll go through a couple of my top ones at the end of the at the end of the show. But to me, Kate Cust, Benji Marshall definitely got the circle around him this week. Just want to monitor and see, especially how the waivers go. And then obviously with free agency, they're easy pickups. Moving to the last game on Saturday, it's the North Queensland Cowboys hosting the St. George Illawarra Dragons. So going through the Cowboys side, quickly looking through here, it's actually unchanged. Uh they haven't dropped anyone. So that's surprising after their performance and how Todd Payton didn't come out and give the team a bit of a spray. Uh, moving on to the Dragon side, Cody Ramsey is named, even though he did pick up that little knock on the weekend. Uh, and they've also, un- oh, sorry, Corey Norman comes back in the side. So that is a big in, Corey Norman in. Uh, and we've also, and that means that Adam Clune moves back to the reserves. How do you see this game going? I think this is a real, similar to the Titans, the Broncos. It's a, uh, it's a round two, very important game. How do you see it going? Yeah, I mean, the big story out of last week was Lolo, wasn't it? Um, you know, I know you have him on on your team. He he got a very uh, stern talking to in the press conference. Uh, it was very brave, I feel, from, you know, a coach on the first week to, you know, take shots at their key player. But look, hey, I, I feel like um, all I'm hoping it will fire him up and um, we'll, we'll get a response out of him. Yeah, I do have Lolo and obviously did stick the captaincy on him last week as my safety net and did get a 74. Um, look, yep, it's brave. It's very it's very brave from Peyton. Um, I get I get it from a club management. Obviously, he's on very big money. He's not even halfway through this deal. It was one of those deals when they signed it. You kind of said, oh, that for a forward? You know, and you know, obviously he came out and played really well in the first couple of years of that contract, and everyone's saying this is why you do those contracts. Um, but I do think the reason why you see a Ponga resign for five years, you know, th- these guys that seven, eight, nine, ten year contract just doesn't work. So now in year four, your coach is coming out and saying we need to 
limit your minutes. And you can just tell Tomolo last week was not happy. He's a guy who just wants to rip in. He doesn't want to be on, you know, minute restrictions and hit-up restrictions. Because even when he was out on the field, that, like, you know, obviously Peyton brought out the being lazy and marker and not chasing it down for the try. But, you know, when he's on the field, like there were so many times it is, they just didn't feature him enough in the attack, you know. And like I was saying to Chris, my, my hope all preseason was he was going to be moved onto the edge. Uh, you know, on the Michael Morgan side and just line up against halfbacks and run. So it's going to be very interesting. You know, the rest of this team, I'm still not convinced everyone's in their best position. You know, Scotty Drinkwater is a good fullback, but you brought Valentine Holmes here for a reason. You didn't bring him to put him on the wing. Uh, and Isan Masters, who came up from the Tigers, flashes the potential, but, you know, we need to, we need to see more. You know, they got Reese Robinson at nine, who he obviously very highly touted at the Dragons when he came up to the Cowboys. But now you've got two other hookers on the bench with Granville and Cotter. So it's just a lot, a lot of things about this side. And, you know, to me, this is the classic. In two years, there will be three people left from this side. Obviously, news today that Francis Molo is moving down to the Dragons at the end of the season. To me, you can just tell Todd Payton's going, this is not my team. His, his number one goal is to get through this season. And the way you talk about resting a Tom Malolo at the start of the in round one, you're resting him in round one. You're basically just doing that because you're throwing in the towel for this season. You're going, look, I don't have the troops. This is not my team. This was a Paul Green roster. I need to rebuild it. So look, I respect him. Do I think it's correct? No. But obviously he's the he's the guy who's got to lead this this club into the future. So you've obviously cowboy fans uh just need need to have faith because you know he's not coming in here to piss people off and you know do the wrong thing by the club he's trying to obviously do the right thing so it'll be interesting what about the dragons how do you how do you see the dragons obviously did lose to the sharks in round one did look you know there were patches uh but still below the mark how do you see them um yeah look uh, i'm not sure if the dragons played too badly to be honest i feel like the sharks actually played very well last week um, you know, I was watching that game. Paul Vaughn looked really good up front. Um, you know, he, he had a bit of a dip last year, but I feel like he's got his 2019 form again. So, you know, if, if I wanted a trade target, um, Paul Vaughn, he, he would definitely be um, you know, on top of my list there. Zach Lomax, uh, I think he had a bit of a down game, but uh, I wouldn't put it, put it past him to um, yeah, bounce right back this game. Yeah, Zach Lomax has always been one for me. I've always been on the fence. Uh, you see the you see the body and you see the the skills and you're going, there's something here. When they signed him on a really big money and, you know, this is their fullback of the future, they gave him one game and they dropped him into the centres. And obviously now Dufty's there, but I actually kind of want to start seeing Lomax at fullback. I'm now getting to that yeah. point where I think this team would be better with Lomax, the ball in the hands. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Obviously, Dufty's uh, off, off contract at the end of the season. So, to me, an interesting one for Dufty. Obviously, he did play very well in that try. You know, you can't teach speed. So, running around three guys, you know. But, you know, another one that got laughed at during the offseason, Andrew McCulloch, I thought played really well. A professional, you know, and obviously that's what Anthony Griffin's going for. Just a guy who's going to make their tackles, get nice crisp, crisp service out of dummy half. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I still think there's a lot of questions, you know, to me. Their best outside back, not named Lomax, isn't in the team. Jordan Pereira. I think Pereira is better than Ramsey or Ravalava. So to me, that there's obviously both of these teams are probably the two teams I look at and go, I just wish I could do something to this roster because I want to love them both. I think there's so much talent within the roster 
but just not put together correctly right now. So, you know, it's, I mean, again, I, I much more prefer the the poor teams going at it and trying to see where they're both at because they're both at a level versus Arusa's and a Manly last week when there was no challenge. Teddy scored a try within five minutes and was over. Whereas this is going to be, you know, new coaches still trying to work out their best lineup. How do we do it? So from a cowboy side, is there anyone from a free agent or waiver perspective that you're looking at here? Uh, free agents and waiver, I'd to be honest, not really. If anything, it would probably be trade targets. Um, you know, Jason Tamalolo, I think it surely it'd only be up from here. And uh, with Valentine's home, I'm not sure how long they can keep him on the wing. I mean, like you said, he's been brought here on big money. I'm surprised he's not at fullback. I think Chris, off the top of my head, has Valentine home. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I'm surprised there's been no changes to to the um, the lineup. To be honest, in any league, if whoever the Valentine owner is, I'd be messaging him every day. <laughs> I think it's only a matter of time. Exactly. You know, obviously, Drinkwater can play six as well. To me, I said it to Chris last week. I don't know why they're playing Clifford. He's a good player, but he's not there next season. He's moving down to the Knights. To me, this is you need to find out what you have. So I I would be playing Drinkwater at six and Val at fullback. Um, but again, I think, yep, yeah, like you said, uh, from a trade perspective only, uh, Valentine Holmes, definitely. Uh, Reese Robson, yeah, there's a lot of hookers there, but he still puts out good PPM. So if you are short on a hooker, you could go worse than Reese Robson. From the Dragon side, is there anyone there that you're targeting or would, would look into besides Paul Vaughan, obviously? Um, on the Dragon side, I'm just going to have a look now. I. Again, I don't really have much interest from a super coach perspective. I feel like there could be points in this game, most definitely. Uh, you know, those these two clubs aren't known for their defence, especially after last year. So, you know, an outside back maybe, but no, no one in particular at the moment. Yeah, I think I, I would be giving a message to the Jack Bird owner just just to see if he if he's keen on doing something pretty early and giving up on the, on the project. Uh, again, the rumours were that he was starting in the centres to get his legs under him. Then he was going to move into the second row. Mm-hmm. So if he does move into the second row as a centre in super coach, I think that's value. Uh, and the only other one I would mention is Terrell Fumeono. So he was sitting on our waiver last week, did get picked up during the during the week and did punch out a 55 in 60 minutes. Yeah. Uh, obviously not a dual issue, just a second row, but it's, it's, a, ni- it's a nice one to have there. So if, if he's on anyone's free agents, uh, might be worth a waiver there. We'll move into the second last game of the round. It's the West Tigers hosting the, the Sydney Roosters. Looking through the changes for the Tigers, Adam and Dewey returns from suspension into the number six jersey, which pushes Moses and Bai back to the bench. And that, and then we've got from the Roosters side, Jake Friend out with his concussion. So Freddie Lussick moves into the starting nine jersey. Angus Crichton is out with suspension for one round. So Nat Butcher comes into the starting second row. Drew Hutchinson comes into the bench. And that makes way for Adam Kieran, who broke his wrist over the weekend. So I think I know the answer, but how's this game going to go, Johnny? Uh, look, I am absolutely dreading this one because the bloke I'm versing has got on a captain, James Tedesco. Yeah. I'm going to get 300 put on me again. It's one of those ones, it's especially in the captain's leagues, the guy who <laughs> owns Teddy and the guy that owns Cleary. I am shitting bricks. <laughs> it's just one of those ones where it's just not fair. Like, you know, 
Yeah. Tigers, again, another team that had an okay start last week, got ran down by the Raiders. The Roosters are not the Raiders. There will be no slow start. There will be no opening. To me, this is going to be the the dropping of the round. Uh, you know, it is at Campbelltown, so, you know, Tigers, spiritual home and all that. But to me, this is going to be James Lesko walking back into his own stomping ground and putting a number on them. You know, you just look all over the park, you know. The the one I'm really worried for this week is the Joey Lailua, uh Kapoa edge is versing Daniel Tupo and Josh Morris. I don't like that matchup for the Tigers. Uh, and you just look at the quality of the four-pack, even though Angus cried and probably the best second row in the comp is out. Collins and Takiyaho up front. Tupanua, Butcher, who you know, would start in most teams coming in off the bench. And Isaac Leo, a crafty guy. So, you know, no Radley, no Verils, no Crichton. It doesn't matter. This team is just... It's so hard to match up against. And, you know, there's just quality. You know, a lock on Lamb last week, you didn't see much of. I'll be interested to see a lock on Lamb. Luke here was very dominant last week. Did move both sides of the ball and did overcall him a couple of times. That'll be interesting. Um, but what, what do you see from a... Let's go from a Tiger side first. Obviously, uh, from a super coach first, is there any waivers you're looking at? And I guess, where do you see any chance of a spirited fight in this game? Look, uh, in terms of waivers... Not too, not so much in terms of trade targets. You know, I was watching the game last week. Um, Luciano Leilua, he was looking very dangerous. I feel like, you know, any attacking opportunity was going to come his way, either through his offloads or his damaging runs. Um, and Joe Offangawi, you know, I thankfully have him on my bench, but he looked really good last week. You know, last year he. He looked a bit underdone at the Broncos, but now that he's at the Tigers, uh, I'm really liking what I'm seeing here. Yeah, I think if Luciano is available in any leagues, it's criminal. He's got to be picked up. And in any league, make the call to the owner. And, you know, I don't think this team, I've obviously got them for the spoon. There's no no hiding that I don't like this team at all in terms of just when you talk about individual talent in a roster, like – I'll just read a couple of names in this lineup. So, Dane Laurie, love it. Nofaluma, love it. Adam Dewey, actually a fan of. Jacob Little, all over. Offen and Gowie, okay. Luciano, love. Twal, love. Like, there's actually players, even Tommy Talao on the bench, I love. Just the, the, the makeup of this side makes no sense to me. Like, Moses and Y at 14. Why are we doing this? Where's he going to play? Are you going to take off Jacob Little, who had a great game last week? I know they lost, and I know that, you know, they, they're looking for something. But to me, I just don't see it. You know, for me personally, from a waiver perspective, Dane Laurie, if he is on a waiver, grab him because he's going to be the fullback for the rest of the season. There will be no no switching out of that. I think if Adam Dewey did not get picked up because he was suspended around one, Adam Dewey will not get dropped from this lineup. He will play over Moses and by Jacob Little. If Moses Mbai is on that bench, there is a chance he will lose minutes. So me being the uh, Jacob Little owner in our league, who did re-P70 last week, and I was all happy for it, I'm nervous about seeing Moses Mbai on that on that uh, bench. There's a chance he can come in and play a roaming 13, like a Benji. But to me, I just I said it from my, season, my preseason podcast about the Tigers. Treat Jacob Little like Robbie Farrar at the start of his career. Don't put anyone on the bench. Let the attack run through dummy half. Just see what you have there. 
They got Simpkins, who came down from the Broncos in the reserves. If you're going to put a guy on, at least put a young guy. You know what Moses Embai is at this stage. Don't put him on the bench because of the price tag. I get he's on big money, but you look at this team, like I just don't see why we're doing this again. What's your thoughts there about Moses Embai? Yeah, Moses Embai. Um, yeah, he. I think I, I agree with a lot of what you say. I, you know, you know what you're gonna get from him. He's safe, but he doesn't have that spark that that you know you, you want to see. I, I know that this Tigers team, you know, they've got a lot of spark at the back. They've got you know James Roberts, Leilua, Nofaluma. I'm not sure what Moses Embai will offer there. Yeah. And quickly, just touching again on the Roosters side before we move on. Uh, Lachlan Lamb, I think there could have been a couple of owners that rage traded last week because of his quiet game. Uh, again, he's got the fullback, uh, sorry, the 5'8 hooker jewel. So if he's somehow made it onto a waiver, grab him because, you know, in this side, it's going to come true at some stage. To me, the one I'm really keen on, uh, it's, a, it's, a two, it's a two-week play. So I would pick up Freddie Lussick. If I did not have a hooker, I would pick up Freddie Lussick for this week. And then I would pick up Sam Verrills. So before the pot, I did speak to you. He's my number one waiver this week, Sam Verrills. It looks like he's going to be back in probably one or two weeks. If Jake Friend is out, if they're going to try- take the Boyd Cordner treatment and keep him out for half a season, I don't think he ne- ever gets back the number nine jersey. Like I thought at the start of the season, once Lindsay Collins gets into the starting side of uh, Jared, we don't see Jared back in the eight jersey. Very similar to this. Once Sam Verrills gets the nine, we don't see Jake Friend in the nine anymore. We'll see maybe in the 14 for one more run in the finals. So I do like getting Freddie Lussick in this week, especially against the Tigers. Uh, and then obviously, if you're doing that, handicap it, bring in Verrills as well. But then you can move on Lussick once Verrills is in. What's your thoughts there? Yeah, look, in terms of waiver, waivers for Roosters, I think um, Nat Pusher is an easy you know, plug and play for for um, Crichton there. Um, we, as we said before, we're in a very deep twelve man league, so I feel like potential waiver targets. I know someone's already got their eyes on Suwali. You know, we've heard the news this week that you know Suwali's cleared to play um, NRL. Um, and the other interesting one, as I said, you know, our league's very, very um, shallow in terms of halfbacks. Sam Walker. You know, yeah. he's moved up to reserves. I think it's a matter of time. He's you know long term replacement for Cooper Cronk. Yeah, I think the lock on Lamb owner really, if, if someone is starting lock on Lamb in a league, they need to have Sam Walker attached. I yeah. think in Supercoach, there's, there's a similar to NFL fantasy, you've just got to always handicap your guy. So, for example, the guy who has Chad Townsend this year in our league, Chris, has Sean Johnson on the bench, even though he's injured. You know, you just got to keep that handicap because if you think a team is going to go well in a certain position, you might as well grab the guy who's going to be behind it. So, to me, Lachlan Lamb, he didn't have a bad game last week. He had a quiet game. The first bad game we see from Lachlan Lamb, I think Sam Walker's straight in. You know, from what he's done with the the Bears, he's got a command about him already. Obviously, uh, footy in the blood. uh, And he's going to walk into this side. And I love this. I love that he'll be able to come in. And from from all reports, Luke Keery has just been dominant at training this year. He's just screaming for the ball and he's overriding everyone, which I love because I think when Luke Keery's on, he's on. If Sam Walker can come into this team and, you know, play second fiddle to that, even third fiddle, because I think Tedesco would overrule him as well, starting off. And then, you know, he's just been doing some nice short balls. He can go out the back to Tedesco. You know, I think there's definitely an option. So Sam Walker and Joseph Suwali, 
I think it'll be picked up in a lot of leagues because a lot of people use their bench in certain ways. Some people use bench to stack just as much talent as they can in case of an injury. But a lot of people also just stack it for injured players, suspended players, or young players. So I always like to do probably two and two. Uh, Sam Walker is someone I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, but I think for me, I'll probably go the Sammy Verrills route. Uh, but yeah, it's not going to surprise me now, league at all. Come tomorrow morning when I wake up, and both of those boys are off off the waivers. So I think that's a good shout there. Moving on to the last game of the round, it's the Cronulla Sharks hosting the Canberra Raiders. Going through the lineup changes, so we've got Jesse Raymond, who's now suspended for the Sharks. So Hiroti comes into the centers. Uh, moving forward, that's it for them. Oh, sorry, no, Jack Williams also uh, comes into the into the side on the bench. And then for the Canberra Raiders, Sebastian Chris stays in the center, so Jared Croker at least another week away. And that is the only change for them. How do you see this game going? It's an interesting one to finish the round. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree that this will be an interesting round. Um, you know, we know how the Sharks play. They try to take you down to a level, but I feel like Raiders are always up for that challenge equally. So it will be a very, I feel like it will be a very tit-for-tat game. It will be a very close one, I think. Yeah, the, the Sharks did surprise me last week. You did mention it earlier in the, in the show. Yeah. They did play really well. It wasn't the Dragons were bad. It was the Sharks who were actually good. Uh, Will Kennedy is a find. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to find it very hard to believe that when Sean Johnson is back, they can just drop him all together. I think he'll be, he would be starting at a lot of clubs right now. Uh, so in, interesting one to watch there. Matty Moylan, you know, came back with a Training the house down. Trained the house down, came out. The, the hamstring stayed tight and he played a good game, I thought. Chad Townsend was obviously the, the organizer, but Matt Moylan was able to run a little bit. I, I liked what I saw, you know. Dugan's still there. Katoa and uh, Mulatalo on the wings. Very good wing combination. And the forwards, you know, Aaron Woods played probably his best game in a couple of years, I thought. I thought he did he did stand up pretty well. Uh, Toby Rudolph is, you know, just that typical guy now. I don't know how the Sharks are able to get locks all the time, you know, from Paul Gallen. You know, on the bench, they had Jack Williams. They got Billy Magulius, who is not going to get a run because they got Rudolph there. So... Really interesting there. What what do you see from the from the shark side in terms of waivers or trade potential there? Uh, look, in terms of waivers and trades, um, Will Kenny, as you mentioned, pick him up if uh, um, he's not already off. Uh, Matt Moylan, I think he he played really well last week. You know, he got I think quite off the top of my head a solid fifty. Um, two other big boys from the Sharks pack that's not listed, but it's just a matter of time before they come back. Uh, Talakai, Siasifa Talakai. Yep. Um, you know, I think he, I think he's got a good um center center wing um second row door. And then the other one I'm looking at was Royce Hunt. Uh, he's another big boy that I, I got my eyes on. Yeah, but both got the the center second row jewel. So obviously very very juicy to stick both of them into a second row. I believe in our league, Talakai's already picked up while Hunt is on waivers. Sure. Um, and, you know, it's not like they're stacked with potential. You know, a Jack Williams could easily make way. A Magulius can easily make way. Um, so I think you're right there. The only other one I would mention, uh, I would like to have at least one of the Sharks wingers in, in my team soon, uh, whether it is Katoa or whether it is Molotalo. Uh, I think they're both really good options and just try scorers. I think in, in your four center wings, you want to have a couple of base. You want to have a ceiling guy. 
And you know these guys are very good ceiling guys. They can they can get over the stripe. So I think it's a good shout. The only one I would mention, uh, I just pulled the trigger today. So Matt Moylan, we did speak about how he is going well, but I did just trade him about an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> I think there's just certain players in the comp where things can be going to a certain point. And like I said in the last pod, I'm a huge Matt Moylan fan, but for me personally, I've got Pappenhausen and Dylan Brown, so he would never get a start for me. Uh, so I've traded. So the one thing about waivers and free agency, don't just look for what you need right now for this week. If you've got a spot on your bench and you see a player there that's got potential, just grab them. Uh, another one in our league was Jason picked up Milford last week, uh, halfway through the route, like just before the game. Now he's he's not going to start him because he's already got a pretty good 580 Munster. So I don't think he's ever going to get a run over Munster. But as soon as someone's 58 goes down, all of a sudden, Jason can now dictate shots and go, here's my price. So I think it's a pretty good one to remember, you know, I'll, even throughout the round, just keep looking at the free agents and just make sure, okay, if there's a guy there with potential, you might as well grab him and just hold him, see what happens. Moving on to the Canberra side quickly. Me personally, Sebastian Chris as a one-week play is interesting. Uh, obviously, Jared Crocker will come back into that side, but I thought Chris played really well last week. So I would be keeping an eye on him. Jordan Rapana, before the season, I thought he was done, but looks like... And the thing to mention back. with Rapana as well, he was about, he was supposed to play rugby last year. So obviously, when COVID got shut down, there was a stretch where he did not have anything. He wasn't ready. He wasn't built for an NRL game. A full off-season now, I think you saw he's still got some stuff left in the tank. So if he's on a waiver... I think grab Jordan Rapine, I think it's a good shout. And in the forwards, you know, they're all probably taken, but a Hudson Young, if Hudson Young is somehow still in the waiver, grab him right now and start him. Uh, Joey Tarpanay, to me, is... I I didn't see it when he was coming through the ranks and getting in the first grade, but he's just a machine. If he's... If, if go to the owner of Tarpanay and offer anything you can. I think, to me... He's just one of those guys. Is he's a set and forget. He's a captaincy option, so that'd be probably my uh, my shout for this game. Don't look for free agents because there's not going to be that many there. Just go to the top and owner and offer what you can. What's your thoughts there? Yeah, well, you're talking to the top and owner himself, and <laughs> look, well, what inspired me to uh, pick him up was I think it was that uh, was it one of those semi-final games against the the Roosters, and he yep. just you know he just made he that him. sideways run. He was just no one could touch him. He was just big and you just couldn't get a finger on him. Um, yeah, I agree. Tarpano, he, he's looking the goods this year. Um, another one I thought that looked really good last week was Ryan James. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he came back what, after, was it one or two ACL knee reconstructions? And uh, yeah, I think he, you know, with the Raiders pack, I feel like uh, Ricky Stewart, they've got a rotation going on where, you know, Ryan James, I think he was managed to get, you know, 40-plus minutes. I, I think, you know, if he's on your waivers and you need a, a front row forward, he's definitely worth a pick up there. Yeah, he's a sneaky one because he would be uh, on a lot of waivers right now. He's a jewel as well, so he yeah. does give you a bit of flexibility. And, you know, again, it's with so many great players in that lineup, you know, if a Parley gets a rest for a week or White gets a rest, you know, you could easily see a Sutton, a Soliola, or a James, you know, not in this team right now. You've still got Corey Harawira Naira. You've still got Emre Gula. You've still got Corey Horsberg. So that's three fours that would start, I think, in a lot of teams in the in the comp. 
are currently playing for reserve grade. So obviously Ricky's got got a job to make sure he manages it all, but they're just a couple of guys in this team that are way out of minute. You know, don't don't worry about oh, there's too many mouths to feed. They're just they're studs. You, you grab a Tarpany because he's a stud. You grab a Hudson Young because he's a stud. So I think that's that's the lesson there. Just for me personally, I did look at that Raiders four pack before the season started and was a little bit hesitant to jump at any because of how many there are. But I think that's definitely the one thing I learned from the draft. Just if you see a player that's got talent, just grab it. Because, you know, a Tarpane for me, I was, you know, holding on, hoping he would fall a bit further. But, you know, if you if you redo the draft now, I know it's only been around, but realistically, he's a top three, he's a top three round pick. He doesn't make a pass round, like pass round three. So I think you got a good one there. All right, so that, that's through the games. Now, I'll just quickly, off the top of your head now, uh, we've gone through some of the waivers and the free agents. Captaincy. So, obviously, you spoke about Tedesco up against the Tigers. You've got Cleary against the Dogs. Is there anyone else that you're looking for a cheeky captaincy option if you can get let the listeners know any, uh, any options there? I'll give you one to start off with. It's the one I'm going with personally. Ryan Pappenhausen against the Parramatta Eels. I'm locking it in. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt me because obviously I'm a Parramatta fan, but I'll be cheering when Pappenhausen scores 200. So <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Is there any, what, what other ones you got throughout the game? So let's let's go around. Let's go game by game. Best captaincy option. So Parramatta versus Melbourne Storm. Who's your best captain in that game? Uh, I think you've got him on your team there. I think uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. He, you know, up that. That, that, that try he scored, that try he scored in the grand final, I think, um, yeah, he's in for a huge year this year. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty – he's gone up to that, you know, gun level category. And I feel like he's, uh, yeah, definitely a safe captaincy option there, especially with the goal kicking. You know, that's an extra how many points a game with this Melbourne team. Yeah, definitely. All right, the Warriors versus the Knights. Who's the – who's your captaincy choice in this game? Oh, in this game – some less safe choices here. Ah, oh, here we go. Barnett. Um, you know, from the same you know, train of thought as you were talking about Tarpane, I think Barnett is one that's definitely gone under the radar. And uh, I feel like he he is a very safe captain choice, especially for his first few rounds while Punk is out with the goalkeeping. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still spewing that I missed him for my uh yeah, for my draft myself. Yeah, look, I'm gonna go. That 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 would be the Newcastle one. I'll pick. I'll I'll pick a Warriors one that I actually do believe I would go if I had him. I would pick Cody Nikarima, only because I do think obviously he has got the goal kicking, but he's got the potential to turn up very easily. Now Newcastle did play well last week, but the Dogs were in that game, so I kind of think you know Warriors a bit above that level. You know, if that if that big four pack does bash around the the fours for Newcastle, you could see Cody Nicarima really have a fun game. So, I think yeah, like you said, Barnett is the safe option this game. But if you do want to go for a bit of a bit of a play, you could probably go Nicarima there. What about the next game? We got the Titans versus the Broncos. Who's your captaincy option here? Uh, captaincy option here. I I like uh, Peng Nai Junior. I thought he looked yeah. very good last week. Uh, he. What did he get? He 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 had an incredible PPM there. He only played like you know, 40 or 50 minutes, but I think he managed to get like 80, 70 or 80 in those uh, few minutes there. I, I definitely, um, if I had him on my team, he'd be my go-to. Yeah, so Pengai Jr. actually played 39 minutes. He had three yeah. he had three stints on the field and played 39 minutes. So Kevy was using a really short burst 
and he still got. I reversed him as a captain last week. And he got a one fifty. So obviously, just just under the eighty mark there, uh, oh. and like you said, nearly nearly two points a nearly two points two a points. Yeah. So you know, it's a good shout, especially if he can get a bit of a run. Like I'd love with how depleted their forward pack is. I'd love to see him get like even like give him fifty five and to see what he does with fifty five. For me, I'll go again on the opposite side here. I think AJ Brimson would be the easy option, but I'll go with David Feeder. I think had a, had a quieter <laughs> first game, but bit of a revenge game. You know, he's gone back to the he's versing the club that let him go. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all if David Feeder gives one of those wrecking ball tries from halfway out, stepping the fullback. Uh, so I'll, I'll go day for feeder in that game. What about the Bulldogs versus the Panthers? Obviously, you got Cleary, so give me a non-Cleary one. Oh, a non-Cleary one. Um, I would go. I think we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the trend. I'll go with a safe option here. I think I'd stick with uh, James Fisher, Harris, or Isaiah Yo. Um, I feel like you know, out of all the Panthers forwards, they didn't really get much. I think Isaiah Yo had. He didn't play 80, but he, he I think, got about 61 minutes there. I, I feel like, you know, if you want a safe captaincy option, I think he's a good shout. Yeah, I think definitely James Fisher-Harris, the safe option. I'll go Dylan Edwards. I think Dill oh, is yeah. going to have a big game. Uh, you know, if that forward pack starts rolling, watch out for those support plays with Edwards. I think he could really turn up this week. So keep an eye out for that one. What about Manly versus the Rabbits? So obviously, I think we'll both be picking a Rabbit player. Who are you going here for here? Oh, I thought that Rabbit's left edge looked very good. Um, so I think, you know, Cody Walker, uh, I think he, he would be my go to for this game. Yeah, I'm going to go Damian Cook. Obviously had a one, one, of the, one of the bad performers from round one. Obviously got a 35, not what you want. But, you know, if there's going to be a game where they're going to unleash Damian Cook, when you look at the, the battle of the four packs here, it, it's a non-contest at the start. So... This is the week if you're if you're the guy who drafted Damian Cook three four five in a, in a draft league, this is the this is the round where you have to keep the faith and stick the C on him. See what happens there. So, uh, I'll go Damian Cook. Okay, last Saturday game we got the Cowboys versus the Dragons. This is an interesting one. Obviously, there's one very safe option in Tomalolo. If we you know for myself if I wanted to do that, but let's let's go a non Tomalolo option here. Uh, you you pick the team. Who who, who would you put the captaincy on here? Uh, I I mentioned this earlier in the episode. I, I like Paul Vaughan here. Yeah, I thought he looked very good uh, last week. I think he's back in his 2019 form for this year. Yeah, I think the other one I'll go for. I'll do another Dragons one here. I think this is the return of Zach Lomax uh, after a quiet round one. I think you know that there's a chance that if the Dragons do get on top, um, especially moving on on edge, Lomax might be able to have a bit of a day here. So. I think the, the Lomax owner as well would be pretty pretty confident in putting the C on here. The tide, the Tigers versus the Rabbit are uh, the Roosters. So obviously Tedesco we've spoken about. Let's go a non-Teddy one here, and we're both going to go for our Roosters here. But who's your who's your player? Oh, anyone on that right edge for that Roosters? Uh, I think the most potent edge in the NRL. Uh, I think Luke Curry, as you said, he he is just stepping up and you know, the more times he gets his hand on the ball, it can only be a good thing for the Roosters, kind of. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll go Brett Morris in this game. I think the BMOS owner has to feel pretty good after his hat-trick last week and, you know, he's up against the James Roberts North Luma edge, who's not really known for defensive prowess, so I think uh, BMOS might have another huge day. So BMOS there. 
in the last game. We spoke a bit about it, but let's go here. Uh, who's your captaincy option out of the Sharks Raiders? Look, if I wasn't captaining uh, Cleary this week, I would probably put it on Tapene. He uh, he didn't play huge minutes, but geez, when he he looked good when he had the uh, ball in hand. His offloads, his um, his tackle busting, he's just yeah, super coach points galore hit from that guy. Yeah, Oliver Jack Wyden. I think he had a pretty quiet game for his Daly M standards from last year. So I think you know a bit more running. Uh, I think this is the game he could take over if he really wanted to at the end of, at the end of the round. So I'll, I'll go Jack Wyden. And that will do it for TLT, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Johnny, thanks for having me on. We'll definitely have you on later in, in, the, in the season. So thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me again. No worries. And thanks for listening, guys. Again, loving support. Please go to the socials at the NRL Rewind on Facebook and Instagram. Shoot a message. Let me know if there's anything you want us to cover. But thanks for listening. Have a great day. And we'll hear from you soon. Cheers.